the sports dance. Hey everyone, welcome to the sports dance. I'm your host Greg, and with me, we weren't delayed. We didn't push back ourselves a week. We didn't do any of that. We're here weekly on time. He's with me. It's Paul, everybody. Paul, how you doing? I am fantastic. I am pumped. It's the holiday season. Uh, my tree has been lit for more than 10 days in a row without any kind of destruction. Oh, that's right. That's a, a, an update. That's right. <laughs> the Christmas spirit is out there, I'm telling you. Christmas spirit is out there. That's right. Your tree has not been destroyed. As everybody knows, last time Paul told us that there was a Grinch trying to ruin the Christmas spirit. And he said, not today, sir. Not any or day. Madam, but we don't know. It was a mysterious person. So, but you basically Fort Knox your tree and it's been good since. Yeah. We got the heat alarm. We got the motion <laughs> alarm. Got you got everything. I think you have a dragon in a nearby forest. <laughs> uh, the exploding uh, ink packets. It's all good. You got everything. But yeah, no, this, that's good. Uh, what's also good is, good is technically... Week 12 of the NFL has concluded, and we'll talk about that soon, but as everybody knows, who's listening to this on Thursday, yesterday, Steelers-Ravens finally happened after basically an entire week since the game got postponed due to COVID. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but first, let's recap the games that actually did happen on Thanksgiving. We know you know what happened, but we're just going to give a little talking about it because Paul and I out of the three games that were supposed to be played, put a lock on two of them. And Paul, we feast it. We did. Who's better than us? I don't know. If you did not put in the bets on what Paul and I said, well, shame on you because shame on us too. We didn't either because, well, we, we, I, don't bet. we I made I made 50 cents. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> I, mean, I should have I mean, bet more. You know what I did on Thanksgiving? I made jerky. Yeah. Um <laughs> I also only made 50 cents because if I bet more than that, I'm pretty sure if I lost, I would have not been in the happiest of moods with my significant other. So I played it smart is what I did. <laughs> good good move. It's always right. good to play it smart. One, One smart, he felt smart. When we hit it big and we have ad money coming in and, you know, people are paying us to talk about their stuff, then I'll be more willing to, you know, dabble in higher money, like $5 bets. <laughs> Wow, you're a big spender. I, I that's know, really right? what I try. All right. So as we know, last week we had the Lions and Texans and the Cowboys Redskins as the two games that did actually happen on Thursday. The funny thing is, both winners scored how many points, Paul? 41. What's up with that? I don't know. It was kind of weird, but if you had those guys in fantasy football, you were very happy heading into the weekend. Surely you were. Until Will until Will Fuller's uh positive test came out that ruled him out for the rest of the year for you. But Hey, you had him for week 12's big explosion. <laughs> all so like, hopefully that win. <laughs> hopefully that win gets you to the playoffs and then maybe, maybe you catch fire somehow. Oof. You never know. 21 points. Yeah. Odd. I mean, I like the text. I'm not shocked the Texans did it. I was shocked the Redskins did it, but I'm as happy as can be that the Redskins get, did it to the Cowboys. Well, you know, ouch, and 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 holy cow, forty-one points for the Redskins. 
trouncing, trouncing um, the Cowboys. The puts them in first place, right? With a four and seven record. No, I think <laughs> I think the Giants have the tie tiebreaker right now. So technically, the Giants by a half a game. By no, that's the no. Eagles who would have been a half a game because of the tie. Well, they the all Giants, suck. <laughs> they do. The Giants are also four and seven, but due to the tiebreaker of division wins, they have right. the lead technically off of that. Um, but yeah, so I was just happy the Cowboys kept losing because the Eagles stink, and they can look pull it inept, up. They look inept uh, offensively. There's just it's. I say it every week. Doug Peterson needs to give up play calling. Something is clearly wrong mentally with Carson Wentz. He's like afraid to pull the trigger on a lot of passes. But also, as all the analysts, all the people talking on Monday Night Football said during the game, the commentators, it's his fault, but also their offensive line is giving him about a second to get the ball out, which really hard to do, especially when they say the wide receivers are taking about three days to get open. <laughs> three days. That wasn't even <laughs> words I said. These are commentators, the Monday Night Football broadcasting crew saying these things so well, we just want to interview these guys at the end of the game and yeah. you can't tr- trash them too bad but they do anyway yeah it's just it was it wasn't pretty except uh talking about the eagles seattle game really quick the hail mary at the end did you hear about the poor better who lost a ton of money on that play no tell me so the eagles uh money lot or the spread line was six and a half when the game started in seattle's favor Seattle was obviously up by more than that. With 12 seconds left, the Eagles threw the Hail Mary, caught in the end zone. Then they went for the two-point conversion, which Seattle did nothing to really stop because they had the lead at that point still. They would have had to get an onside kick and throw in Hail Mary again. So that, though, the two-point conversion pushed the spread to six-point difference only in the game. Therefore, the person who had made a bet saying the Seattle was going to cover that six-and-a-half-point spread and put down $500,000... lost out due to a random Hail Mary and two-point conversion that really probably should have just never happened. (laughs) What do you... Who has... Millionaires. Millionaires, boxers, like people that have... As they say, F you money. Yeah, and I I, I know someone who doesn't have $500,000 today. Yeah. That's nuts. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. I do not have $500,000. I don't either. I did, and then he didn't. Or maybe he was using someone else's money. Now My guess is he still has $500,000 somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oof. That's crazy. That is. Um, but, yeah, no, so that was a big loss. So, yeah, a lot of big losses Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's loss was so bad for the Lions, they finally decided to fire Matt Patricia. Do you think he comes uh, crying back to New England? Well, uh, no, I don't know. Jesus, New England's got some holes, right? they got some holes to fill. I, I don't mean, know. I think uh, Bill Belichick's out of kids, so you might need an assistant. That is true. Bill Belichick is out of kids, and the ones that he'd have has terrible mullets, and it's just... What is going on It's so that? bad. It's like, all right, I get you're going for a look, but also look like a professional head coach of some right. sort. Like, look like not you're supposed to be representing the organization, not like, oh, hey, yo, my dad totally got me this job. I think they should be in a canoe with a crossbow and a shotgun out hunting gators. They should. I mean, that's that, not meaning anything other than, you know, that's a show I would watch. Hey, if this doesn't work out for us, 
Get your canoe quick. Contact the Belichick kids and see what's up. Hey, boys, we have a show. For <laughs> we have a idea for you guys if this does not fall through for you somehow. And we can do it on a green screen if you're afraid of alligators. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. So Matt Patricia, bad enough, got fired. Whereas uh, your daughter, my wife calls him DJ Khaled's brother because he looks basically like a larger version of him, which is saying something because DJ Khaled is not small. Not at all. Matt Patricia is just bigger 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 biggest you could do a book we could write a children's book big and bigger matt patricia and dj khaled go to school <laughs> dj and khaled is big matt patricia is bigger and now he's unemployed and now he's unemployed so yeah i mean you, you assume somebody probably picks him up at least for a defensive job because he wasn't a bad defensive coordinator yeah right could be it just seemed like what right from when he was hired, the mentality of the team never kind of bought into him as the head coach. So therefore, kind of made it hard to probably do much of what you wanted to do. He tried, but like you hear the stories from the Giants, even with Joe Judge right now, the guys are willing to fight for him and follow him in his first year even. They've bought into the culture. It just didn't seem like in Patricia's locker room, guys were willing to do that. Well, wasn't and I might be mistaken. I think I was reading a clip that it was like a dog pile. Once they let him go, they the oh, team was on right. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was not pretty. They definitely um definitely a lot of players were like, You said I was gonna be out of here before you, guess you were wrong, things like that. Yeah. So well, hey, you know what? You you gotta have a style and you gotta be a leader and clearly he lacked in both categories. Yeah. Um, but besides that, Paul, there was one other blowout this weekend that we have not talked about. Was it a blowout? Yeah. In a fantasy football, there was a matchup between your team and my team. And, you know, you glowed it last time about your triumphant victory. Well, so I was hoping I had nine players playing tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if that would have even helped you. Because oh I, I beat you by a nice 41-pointer. 41 points. You were, you were supposed to beat me by eight, and I thought I didn't have a chance. 41 points. I beat you by 41 points, and I had two guys get me one point each. Granted, you had a goose egg, but you also had a negative one, so that probably didn't help. So so what? you're in first. Who's in second? I believe you're in second. Yeah, I am. And then uh, I think there's a tie, eight-way tie for third. Oh, no, you were you were actually in fourth. Oh, who beat me out? There's a three-way tie at the top between me, my brother, and his wife, a.k.a. his second team. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about him playing twice. Which uh, the goal every year is they live in Arizona is to not let them win the trophy. Uh, we, got some work to, we, got, we got some work to do. <laughs> we need to make a trade. Because I'm willing. Do people need to drop uh, certain players? Everybody drop Tyreek Hill, uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Steelers defense. Yeah. Okay, so let's 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 talk. Let's talk. Right. What are we doing? We're talking about collusion on on our podcast. We can't do that. All right, we, we never collusion. Never would happen. Never. Nope. No. We've never done that. Never will. Never will. So, so let's 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 get away from that. We're gonna talk our last week's picks for must watch and our locks before we get into the Steelers game, since that was the most recent game, might as well keep it till the end of our recap of the previous week 12. So first Paul, our must watch. 
was the Bucks versus the Chiefs. And in the first half, it looked like it was going to be a blowout. Indeed. Tyreek Hill, like, have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen a guy with four catches in the first quarter and have like 200 yards receiving? That's nuts. It is nuts. And uh, it looked like it was going to be sayonara goodbye. The score of this game does not show the domination that transpired. It also doesn't show the fact that the Bucks had a legitimate shot except for Brady throwing two picks and a poor defensive call on the refs on the Bucks defense at the end to make it so the Chiefs did not have to punt the ball away at the end to give Brady one more chance. Brady looked good in the second half, but... He always does, right? He always plays a better second half than he first. Was, not always. He plays he, better he, from behind, usually. Yep. But that's not good. This season has been... a. As even though they're seven and four, I believe that's still a letdown to what their season was supposed to be. Or no, they're seven and five. They're on the bye week this week. So, relationship-wise, I think Tom uh, had a relationship with his former coach. I think he's got a relationship with his current coach as well. I just don't think it's the relationship he was counting on. Yeah, I think it's a, a bit of a sour one, but there's still time to turn around and. A playoff, a nice playoff run changes everything. It sure does, and everybody forgets the minutia in between. You put a ring on somebody's finger and everybody's happy. Yeah, I mean, they have the talent to go all the way. It's it's clear to see. The games they dominate, they absolutely, from start to finish, dominate. When they have games so, like they do against the Chiefs, it's questionable. He So he's that good, right? And he's yeah. got every weapon he needs. What the heck? Um, I guess, I guess the, the box sucked at defense yep. pretty much. And the chiefs dominated with offense. It, it looked like it was going to be a hundred to nothing. It was crazy. Um, oh, it looked like, uh, Tyreek Hill was might, about to have a thousand you yards. Might, you might find this as a shock, but I'm becoming a Patrick Mahomes fan. And I think he's, he's the heir apparent to the title goat. This guy's on fire. I, I mean, I don't think you're going to find anybody to argue that. What he's done in his first few years is just incredible. And, yes, granted, he has very talented wide receivers and tight ends, but we've seen teams that have all the talent around him and quarterbacks still don't do much. So and I really think I want to buy insurance. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just not put ketchup on anything. Oh my gosh, the guy douses ketchup on everything. Uh, too funny. That's like getting food and just dousing it with hot sauce. It's like it just takes all the flavor away. There's condiments that enhance and there's condiments that Take away. disguise. Yep. Look at I how do we get this into food? Always. Always do. So 2724 didn't tell the story. If you no. just saw the highlight and say, well, that was a close game. Yeah, no, it definitely did not tell the story. But it made it must-watch because that first quarter was must-watch between Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, and then the second half was must-watch because Brady was making a comeback. Which he does very often, and, you know, I don't wish him ill will. I just, you know, I hope he can pull this one out, but uh, let's see. Earn his it's money. Also, yeah, it's also been one of those must-watches that actually we've said, and it comes to be somewhat of a must-watch. We've had ones in the past where it is not worked out and it's not looked good. If if you listened to the show and you said, they said that's a must watch, 
it was 27 to 24. I was busy hanging my Christmas lights on my house. It really was a great game. There was, was. a lot of great stuff going on. So a it lot of stuff happen. happened. But things that didn't go so well for either of us was our locks on Sunday. Ooh. We crushed it on Thanksgiving. Everybody was thankful for us then. Not so much on Sunday. Paul, so, I'll let you start with yours. So Giants and Bengals, what was I thinking? What in God's name was I thinking? <laughs> um, failed to cover five and a half. The Bengals don't have a quarterback, and the Giants can't win. They can't do it. The New and, Jersey Giants play on a landfill, and that's where they belong. What's even worse about it is their defense didn't play bad. Their defense gave up seven points or ten points total. They allowed a special teams kickoff return touchdown, and that's really what the whole key was for the whole year um, cover not working. Plus, Daniel Jones got hurt, so that also affected it. But, well, yeah, 1917, it was more close uh, than Giants fans probably won it for comfort because that is one of the few games they should have won. Hey, you can be in the NFC East and you two can suck. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. The only the only team, honestly, that I think is out of the NFC East race now is the Eagles. And it hurts me to say, but also I have to be realistic about it because their schedule compared to the rest of the NFC East coming up is a nightmare. They have to play Green Bay this week. They play the Saints next week or the following week. And then the Arizona Cardinals, who are also a good team, are the next three games before they face Dallas and Washington. Now, granted, it could come down to those two games. If they sneak out a win in one of these three weeks, they get those two wins. They might take the division. But I'm also (laughs) not going to be totally disappointed if they lose out the rest of the year. Figure out what to do with Carson Wentz, whether it's you trade him or get him help. I mean, obviously, I think you can't make a decision on him until the offensive line's healthy and you have receivers who can actually create some separation for him to throw to. Granted, those passes have to be accurate, but I think if you get some more help, they get a high draft pick. It helps them. At least offensively, they need to use it for. They can't use it on a defensive player. Their defense is good. No cornerback is making a difference by himself. But yeah, the NFC East, it's the Giants and I think the Redskins to battle it out, which is weird to think. Because at the beginning of the year, it was the Cowboys and Eagles, everybody thought. He, he's a he's a great quarterback, and he's got nothing. He's got nothing. It, it's him. It sounds and, like and, a, an excuse. It does. They have a good running back, but when you, it's week 12, and you're on your 10th offensive line change, and one of your offensive guards has a broken dislocated toe that needs surgery at the end of the season, but he's playing through it just because. Because there's nothing else. He's also 35 and should have retired. <laughs> Imagine that. I, I think uh, Wentz, you're right. Give him some tools. See what he can pull out. Yeah, I'm not saying he's been perfect. He is, he's made mistakes. He's made wrong reads. He has kept plays live when he shouldn't and played hero ball in a negative way. But it's you can't do much about it. But, yeah, so you had the Giants. That was your lock. We got off track again. It's what we do. I know. My lock was I had full faith over the char- of the Chargers over the Bills. I thought it was going to be an upset. It looked like I could have had a chance early on. Then at the end of the regular um, regular time, the Chargers, I don't know what they were doing. They were down by two scores. With 40-something seconds left, they threw a deep pass to, like, the 15-yard line. It was caught 
they ran up and instead of spiking it, they took another like 10 seconds off the clock and ran the ball with no timeouts. To which then they spiked it with like 10 seconds left. And again, they need two scores. So you're already running play, another play, which is going to take three seconds off, maybe. Then you have to get the onset kick, and then you maybe get one shot when you could have had two or three. It was, it was made no sense what they were thinking. It shows why the Chargers always lose these close games. It was just, it was just bad. Bad really coaching. Not good for us. Bad decisions. Yeah. But with that being said. We can talk about the Steelers-Ravens. It finally happened. The Steelers ended up winning 19-14. to Robert Griffin uh, played decent but got taken out for McSorley at the end of the game. I always want to call him McSwirly. He's swirling. I do. I always want to call him McSwirly. But yeah, so McSorley came in. McSorley. Not McSorley. He came in. He threw two completions. Only got 77 yards, but one of them was a long touchdown pass to Marquise Brown, which made it 19-14. The Steelers, Paul, did not play like an undefeated team. They played like a team that knew they were going to probably win and didn't kind of step on the Ravens' throats, it seemed like. A little coasting. Yeah, a little coasting. Granted, both teams were without major players, more so the Ravens on offense. They were missing Lamar Jackson. They did not activate J.K. Dobbins or Mark Ingram, even though they technically could have. They're without Mark Andrews, so they're starting tight end. Uh, they also had lost their backup tight end like two weeks ago, so they were out down to practice squad guys. And then they also were without Willie Sneed, so they had a lot of offensive players out, not so many defensive players. But the Pittsburgh Steelers were really only missing James Conner for their offensive side. And it, it showed that maybe the week off kind of hindered both teams, but the Steelers' offense was not clicking, it seemed like they normally had been. Well, they uh... – Put a W in the win column, and that's what that's what counts. And, and, and I think some teams probably, and with what's going on in the league, a win's a win. Doesn't have to be a trounce, but they should have they should have played better than that. They should have. Yeah, no, it was not it was not pretty. Um, but they got it done. Steelers are still undefeated. They play again now Monday, I believe. So their game is Monday, and the Ravens play Tuesday against the Cowboys. The Steelers take on, I think, the Redskins on Monday. So they have now four days to rest. So it's like if you played a Sunday game and had a Thursday night game, I guess, is how they're kind of setting that up. Why the Cowboys and Ravens got moved to Tuesday, I'm not quite sure. That's the commissioner playing God. Just saying. He's done it before. They the this game was messed up in so many ways of how they should have played it. I get they did it for safety, but if that was the reason, they should have moved the 49ers game a few weeks ago when they had zero wide receivers. They should have moved a bunch of other games when they had the Broncos game should have been moved. They literally had no starting quarterbacks. They were down to their practice squad wide receiver who played quarterback in college. <laughs> so like if you're not going to change it for them but the ravens who apparently the team got together and said hey we haven't been able to practice we'd like to practice once move the game and the nfl's like okay you got it you got him man because that's what we do up here it seems kind of messed up but so that game finally happened steelers stand defeated again not pretty but hey it wins a win they stay you know perfect they stay one game ahead of the Chiefs only for that number one seed. 
and they make it so there's not a week 18 that would push a third wildcard team into it. So it keeps their bye week alive also as a number one seed. So a lot of different things were into play of getting this game in and done. And now fantasy week 12 is also in the books. Paul, again, did not make a difference for you. Um, fantasy. Yeah. Dead. It's done because the it's game's done. over. Yes. Well, you still lost by 41. That's, there's that 41 again. <laughs> Damn 41. Right. I, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I got to check my team. Do I have not? Is everybody playing? Everybody played. Because you know how many. I, the only, I, I only know two players on my whole team. I don't even think you had anybody on your bench that played today. Oh, so bad. It was oh. a really bad week for you. Yeah. It happens it, though. Hey, you know what? It's just, I was riding that wave and then it crashed on me. It did. 41 points. Ouch. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. It happens to the best of us. It does. You just better win this thing. I, I've won. See, this is hard. I've won three straight years in our family league. So it's like bound to not happen one of these years. Hopefully it doesn't turn into the commissioner. It, well, it's not like a, I don't don't wink at me. There is no collusion here. All right, all right. There was only the first year a collusion when you dropped your best player, not understanding how fantasy football worked, and I had to add them back to your team because. Oh my god, I was off the hook. It was within a minute. So as bad as it Nobody may have looked, out? I said, "Listen, he's he's geriatric. He doesn't understand." Thank God, there's another time zone, and you got it fixed. But, Paul, let's head into week 13. Before we do, though, don't forget with sports back, you have college football, college basketball, NFL, all of it's back. NBA comes back in just a few weeks. You want to support the 12 on sports team? There's an easy way to do it and get in on the action. 12 on sports is going to hook you up with a crazy deal when you sign up and make your first deposit on MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is where you want to go. And when you make it that first deposit, they'll match your first one up to $1,000 when you punch in the promo code. 12 ounce sports. That's one, two OZ sports, all caps, no spaces when signing up on mybookie.ag. When you go to my bookie again, put in promo code 12 on sports, all caps, they'll match your deposit up to a thousand dollars, but just remember always gamble responsibly. I like how you always say those. Do. I like how you always say those words at the end with me, Paul, you might, you mime them, but you say them. I do. It's gamble responsibly. You should do everything responsible. I've responsibly. Put in five cent bets, get 50 cents back. Boom. Responsible. That's it. And that 50 cents could get you 15 minutes in a parking meter. Didn't know what you were going to say. 50 minutes of what? <laughs> 15 minutes of Wahoo under the covers. Could get you a ZJ. What's a ZJ? If you don't know what a ZJ is, you don't you don't deserve one. Okay. It's a line from a movie called Beer Fest. I never saw Beer Fest. Oh well, you should. It has some really good one-liners. I'm good at one-liners. <laughs> good. Who's thinking them though? Oh. All right. So, Paul, this week, week thirteen, what is your must-watch? For my must-watch is the Titans. Versus the Browns can give Titans a position in the playoffs. You can also give the Browns a position in the playoffs. They're both eight and three. Yeah, right. There you go. Who is this Browns team and where did they come from that they're actually 
performing on a weekly basis. You know that monolith that was out in the desert that disappeared? Yeah, that's also creepy. I think that has something to do with the Cleveland Browns winning. <laughs> However, they did catch the guys taking it and putting it in a crate and wheeling it away. But now there's another that. one showing up on another continent. Yeah, in Romania. What? what? I think it's the aliens and they're trying to get a landing pattern going. So, so I don't, don't think – I think the people that took it away had nothing to do with it being put there. I agree. I think that was the uh, federal government – and the uh, Donald Trumpsters <laughs> boxing it up, <laughs> and they're going to put his bust on it. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't even know where that. I'm came not from. telling you either way whether it's a good bust or a bad bust. Oh, uh, okay. But I think uh, there'll be a bust in the end. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. I see what you're doing there. Um, yeah, no, that the monolith thing is weird. I don't it know. It is freaky. It's like, how is it appearing and disappearing and nobody knows? I mean, there's definitely people that do know, but. That's how Stonehenge happened. It, it was in the middle of the night. Yeah, that that's also another one. But we're not here for conspiracies and weird out of this world events. We're here for sports. Okay. So, yes, you have the Browns and Titans. So in your must watch, do, who do you think is going to win? We've just talked about how the Browns have been, out been performing. They have apparently alien monoliths helping them. <laughs> I believe that um, Cleveland wins. Oh, okay. See, I didn't you know. That's why? not where I thought you were going. You know why? Why? Because I want them to. I thought you were When you suck so bad and you're having a good season, it's kind of like the Tampa Bay team winning in baseball. Yeah. What the heck is that about? So let Cleveland have it. Let them have their glory. Oh, I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, imagine they're finally performing well, and they happen to be in the division with the team, only team that's still undefeated. <laughs> So let's do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> my must, yeah, my must watch of the week is the Rams versus the Cardinals. Basically, because it's a must-win game for the Cardinals if they want to keep their playoffs hope alive. They're currently sitting at six and five. They had a very, very disappointing loss to the Patriots, which I can understand. This Patriots team. We can quickly talk about that after I talk about this because. Again, I, I just I don't get it. Do you want to be good? Do you want to make the playoffs? Or do you not want to make the playoffs? Either start trying to lose and get a good draft pick or be so mediocre that you barely miss the playoffs, but you also get a crappy first-round pick. Yeah, I don't know. I think they – we can talk about it after. Go ahead. It's, yeah, it's confusing. Uh, Rams-Cardinals, it's a must-watch basically because it is, one, a very good division. NFC West has good teams top to bottom. But like I said – Cardinals are basically trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Beating LA would definitely help that, given the same record when it comes to tiebreakers. That's what you need to look at. So that's my must-watch for Week 13. Really quick, Paul, let's talk about the Patriots beating the Cardinals because I, I don't get it. As the Patriot resident Patriot fan, what was your take? I was blown away because I thought they didn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Who um, did? I, I, you're right. Uh, what are they going to be when they grow up? How does he pull out a win with nothing? They're going to be when they grow up. That sounds like you quickly went to like child. Kyler, I know Kyler Murray looks like a child on the football field for the Cardinals, but I, I, I it blew my mind that I, 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 I think you're actually describing it perfectly. Watch it because they were going to lose. I mean, I, I actually uh, think you have just summed up perfectly. 
how Patriot fans feel about this team this year. And it's, it's befuddlement. Use a word. Yeah. Befuddlement. It's a word that you probably have used in your lifetime. I have used befuddled. Yeah. Oh, I'm adding the mint to it. Befuddlement. Because befuddlement. it's a state of befuddlement. It it's is. A being it's a state of being befuddled. Because the team makes no sense. Week to week, you guys are on an emotional roller coaster of, hey, we're good. Are we bad? Are we good? Are we bad? Hey, we're good. We're bad. No. I, I, what are we? And so you're then, showing the quarterback on the sideline with zero expression as they win the game. Yeah. Like, it's, Who's that? It's baffling the team. I just don't get it. I know what I know what you know what was going through his head at that moment. I wonder how a mullet would look good on me if it would look good on me. <laughs> I mean, he technically could, I think, turn whatever his hairdo technically is called into a mullet if he tried. Looks like Gary Gubish to shine on his head. You need to explain what that is for people at home because I didn't even know what that was. So that foam that washes up on the beach when it's a very cold water and a very warm beach and the foam forms and sometimes it looks like fingers and it's sticking out of your head. Yeah. That would be Gary Gubish to shine in. Sounds just right. Saying. Yeah. No, that's exactly how you described it to me. And I just, it was always an interesting thing to me. But yeah, no, it kind of, I get what you're saying. That's kind of what his hair looks like. But yeah, it's just, it's, baffling for Patriot Nation. It is. It, it, it's emotional. It's it's more emotional than Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> it is It is more emotional for you guys this year than it is as an Eagles fan in a division where my team technically still has a chance, knowing how crappy they are. Because I at least go in week to week expecting, okay, if we win, amazing. But if we lose, I totally expect it. Whereas Patriot we fans said, week to week are kind of like, we, showing we, up? we might, we might win. And if we lose, like, should we lose? I don't know. I don't know if there were eight people on the planet that thought the Patriots would win this week, including the Patriots. Is Cam our quarterback for the future for the next few years? Do we need to draft some? Like, you have no idea because of how up and down this team has been. If somebody doesn't fall out of the sky, they better do something about quarterback because that knucklehead they have in backup is nothing. Yeah. I uh, Stedham is definitely – I don't. There's think no the way future. to get that guy ready. He's not going to be right. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he was – I mean, he was a third-round pick. You took a chance, and it's not going to clearly work. So when you but, make a bad decision, move on quick. Yeah, and they have not. So let's get into our locks, though. Enough about the Patriots and just how confusing they are because, well, we could go on all day about how confusing they are. So, Paul, give me your lock that people can put in on my bookie again, using promo code 12ONSPORTS, all caps. Giants to lose. <laughs> Is a lock. Oh wait a minute! Could be the New Jersey Jets. Uh, I don't. I can't decide. I can't decide. I think. Uh, I thought. Wait, didn't you tell me? You told me your lock before. I'll give you. I'll give you a quick reminder. This is one of those uh, senior moments. The heir to the goat. Oh, Chiefs! Yeah, I'm sorry, Jesus. How could I forget? How could hey, I forget? Careful about using Jesus's name during the holy season of Christmas. I am. Uh, where the heck are you? Oh my God, Greg, you've disappeared. But anyway, you can hear me. I can. So, Chiefs and Broncos. You got ten and one, four and seven, fourteen points. That's going to be easy for the goat heir apparent to the goat. All right. 
I like it. I like it. I, 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 how do you not? How do they not? It's a big swing. I mean, 14 points is a huge spread number, but the Broncos haven't really done much to make you think that that can't be a possibility. I think that the, you know, and, and, and Mahomes has done a lot of things that make it a possibility. Exactly. That's true. If you, I mean, if Tyree kill just has a full game, like what he did in the first quarter against the bucks, that should happen. All right. My lock for this week is I am saying the giants are going to lose to Seattle with the 10 point spread. That's currently on there. Daniel Jones, like I said, is out. You have Colt McCoy taking over. And yeah, Colt McCoy's not a bad quarterback, but he is odd to say not, no Daniel Jones. Like that feels like a weird statement. And it is. But Seattle's coming off a not disappointing win against the Eagles, but kind of took the air out from them. It should have been looked more impressive that Hail Mary at the end made it look not as impressive being only 23, 17. So I think they take it out on the giants. The giants aren't bad, but I think Seattle lights it up this week. I think DK Metcalf continues his just complete carnage of secondaries where it doesn't matter. Even if you play perfect coverage on him, he's literally just going to take the ball from you to catch it. He's just a freak of nature. I see it happening. I see Chris Carson having a good game. So that's my pick. Seattle covering the 10-point spread against the Giants. That's my lock. You know, we have the luck we had on Thanksgiving, and everybody can do their betting responsibly. Yep. Responsibly at my bookie. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the Chiefs. 10-1. and one. That one is killing them. It is. I mean, you would you would think that wouldn't be the situation, but it is. All right, Paul, so enough about the NFL. Let's get into some other sports. We're just going to quickly go over some main sports topics for the week, starting with college football. And no, I'm not going to talk about Notre Dame because, well, as much as I would like to, because, you know, they're number two in the country and I'm a Notre Dame fan, so that's as much as I can gloat about them. Besides that. You could go on for days. I could. Ohio State, the Ohio State football team, had to cancel a game again this past weekend because of COVID. Now, that doesn't seem like much being the number three ranked team in the college football playoffs, but there is a rule that you have to play a minimum of eight games to qualify. That is in jeopardy if you're Ohio State because they've had so many games canceled. I think they're at six games currently. And yes, they've looked impressive, like good for them. But if they have one more game canceled that they can't make up in time, they are eliminated from the college football playoffs just because of that. Who are they playing? Now, here's where a conspiracy is going to come in. So the game known as the game, which is Michigan versus Ohio State, is supposed to be next week. Do you know whose game this week got canceled due to a massive COVID outbreak, Paul? Does it rhyme with Michigan? I thought you were going to say, does it rhyme with Michigan? Because <laughs> I was going to say yes. I'm famous for using the same word in a rhyme. Good job. Uh, it is Michigan has a big COVID outbreak, putting next week's game and Ohio State's chances in jeopardy because this week they face Michigan State. So that game, as far as you know, is on schedule. Or sorry. Ohio State's played four games. I forget if they have to play eight. It might be six. I forget the rules. 
They have to play a certain amount of games to be qualified. But they're on the path to not having it happen. So if the Michigan game gets canceled, which at this point, it could. Do you think Ohio State deserves to still be in despite not playing as many games as a team like Cincinnati? Or uh, let's take a look at the other teams that are up there. Uh, the rules are the rules. They are. You have Texas A&M, Florida, Cincinnati, all teams that are right behind Ohio State, who sits at four in the college football playoffs behind Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. Uh, they're out. If they're out, they're out. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way too. It's There's so many people that are like, they'll bend the rules because it's Ohio State. It's a huge audience grab. Bend the rules. That's just like Roger Goodell bending have the you, rules. Have you met the NCAA? I get you. I get you. Now here's the other question. Do you think? By the way, probably the most money-making football game of the year. Probably, yeah. By the way, do you think Harbaugh is purposely giving his players COVID to make sure that game doesn't happen and somehow try to screw Ohio State out of a college football playoff appearance? No, but I do think uh, Michigan would do go out of their way not to – I wouldn't say they'd give it to them, but I'm sure that if it could keep Ohio out, oh, well, let's get healthier for one more week. Yeah, I can see the whole – we're thinking – we're putting the players first. Yes. Being put into play, it. which is a legit thing, and you would hope schools do that. But there is totally a part of me that to- completely thinks that Harbaugh – was just walking around coughing on every single player possible to make sure. He's licking the locker handles. Yeah. I mean, he's probably on his way out. I can't imagine they're going to keep him around much longer because he is. they have just been abysmal. Not just this year. He has not lived up to the hype that they were supposed to have over these past few years. He just hasn't. They are 2-4 and four this year. It's not good. They're as good as Rutgers. Careful. Somebody listens to the show. Might be yeah. Let's be honest. Everybody knows Rutgers is awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how many, what's, how many wins do they have? Ohio state. And how much money? No, no Rutgers. And, and, and how much money did they pay him? Two. Whew. But in his defense, it's his first year back. He kind of came back after the recruiting period was done. You got to give Shiano a few years to kind of bounce back and get back into the groove there. A few gazillion dollars. Yeah, but whatever. You kicked the president out of the house, and he's living there now. Just going full on political this show. No, 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 not the White House. The president. <laughs> of the Rutgers. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> wow. I was like, I'm in the, I don't even know where the connection is there, but okay. <laughs> no, we know who's going to the White House. It's silly. All right. Well, yeah. So, I agree with you though. Ohio State. Uh, is on the verge of being disqualified. It would kind of be a funny thing to see happen because they were one of the main proponents of getting the Big Ten back and playing this year. So for them to get brought back and then they'd be one of the few teams disqualified due to the games being canceled, whereas other teams like Northwestern and Iowa and Indiana all would have enough games played to qualify, but just none of them would make it because of not being ranked that high. So it is interesting. But that's really for college football, the main news outside of you could talk about all the COVID outbreaks, but we're not going to. Yeah, that's common news. The Ohio State news or situation is the biggest thing going right now because it's just an interesting thing to see exactly what happens there. 
Besides that, speaking of how we talked about money before, we'll first talk about it's a time for shopping. We already had Black Friday and Cyber Monday, but if you still haven't finished your Christmas shopping or maybe you're shopping for Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or just somebody's birthday that happens to be unluckily in December during all these other times you're getting gifts anyway, because you know your pile is definitely a little smaller than it needs to be. Yep. Or as, or as <laughs> your daughter says, uh, who has a birthday right after in January, says you definitely just take one of the Christmas presents and put it to the side. Like it's definitely yeah. just that situation. Not true. I know it's, it's never, not true. It's fake. never purchased while we're in the sleigh. It's always fake, purchased. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Um, but real quick, if you're thinking about that, make sure you use the code, not the code, the link, 12onsports.com backslash Amazon. It, it costs you nothing. All it does is take you through a different t- way to get to Amazon and your order helps us out, helps us grow, helps us get equipment, all this fun stuff. So again, 12onsports.com backslash Amazon for all your holiday shopping or just your shopping in general. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> oh, God. You, would, you would think we are drinking and i am just having a seltzer and i'm pre- oh, you're on vacation you might be drunk I'm no i might have to drive somewhere oh okay um but again speaking of money so we just talked about amazon make sure again you go 12 onsportscom slash amazon for your shopping needs lebron james just got paid more <laughs> Ching. he's already he already has over a billion dollars in like Nike lifetime guarantee money. And he's already made a th- like millions upon millions of dollars in the NBA, but he has signed a two year extension for $85 million that will take him through the 2022, 23 season, which would mark his 20th NBA season in total. So Paul, two questions for you. First one, should he have signed an extension for that much money instead of leaving some to maybe help build the team around him as he gets older? And two, do we think this extension is the last of his career and he will end his career in that 20th season? I'm trying to think of somebody famous in sports that gave back some money so you could get some players to help him out and win some games. And how did that work out for Tom Brady? Not very well. I mean, he's won six Super Bowls. He did it his whole career. Absolutely, and he gave back money. So LeBron, you know what? Take all the money you can get. That's true. I mean, I I feel like in the NBA they do it. I feel like there's no guy that's like, oh, I'll take less money. Because it's also all fully guaranteed. And by the way, LeBron who? Once you're done, you're done. We we know that's not true. Take the money and run. Take the money and run. And by the way, did you see the clip of him and his daughter jumping rope? No, I have not. It could be one of the best things I've ever seen him do because you think of LeBron James as a self-centered knucklehead, but he is very charitable. And to see him doing that with his daughter was hysterical. I thought it was great. I was going to call you. He loves his kids. I I thought he, I was, I think I'm at a wash at like 1.30 a.m., um, so I figured I wouldn't call you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Not only do I appreciate that, my my ch- yeah. four month old child appreciates it. Your wife is probably awake, one reason or another. But anyway, I think it was a great thing, and he needs to do more of that. But hey, take the money, LeBron. Take the money. 
I, mean, you I know see what? it. How Some many thirty-eight year olds get paid that much money to play a game? <laughs> exactly. But basketball is the toughest on the body, by the way. It it's, is. He it's does tough. a lot to, he spends over a million dollars to take care of his body yearly. And I guess I can't say that to anybody that just got racked up in football this year, but that happens every game, several times a game. That's just nuts. That's like running out in the uh, speedway and running into a wall and I say, oh, lucky him. He comes out, his fingers are all burned off. Anyway, did I talk about racing? Oh, my God. What is wrong with me? You've anyway. gone off the rails here, folks. So listen, LeBron, take the money and run and just keep being charitable, keep being a good guy. Do we think that's going to be his final season, though? Not on your life. Somebody is going to pay him huge money after that. Uh, I mean, maybe not huge money. That might be when he finally takes less money, because depending on how his body's holding up. But I could see it. I could see him playing till forty, mainly because of I think that's when like Michael Jordan ended up coming back and playing technically until. Granted, he wasn't good, but he did do it until then. And if anybody can do it, the physical specimen that LeBron James is, he he plays at a 30-year-old level despite being 35. Do you think – I think he, he – I, and I was one of them. I traded unfairly. I think he's, they're harsher on him than anybody. Well, yeah, Maybe he just walks away and says, hey, I got my bazillion dollars. I'm still going to get endorsements. I'm done. This is the thing. that He grew up in the age of social media. Like his – his career in high school started with the rise of social media and sharing and tweeting and Facebook and all of that. So he has been at it throughout the whole height of scrutiny on social media where all Michael Jordan and guys like that had to go through was somebody in the newspaper writing an article that wasn't so nice about them. Like, and, and by the way, and it still yeah, got under their skin. That's true. That's true. And, and, and there's no privacy because everything's live on camera. He has done a very good job overall throughout his career of not snapping at the media and people um, as you said he is very charitable which is great he has done a lot to help back in his hometown of Akron where he grew up you know doing the schools uh, giving to charities um, he is a very you know from what it looks like all the time a very involved dad he always is always at his son's basketball games whenever he can be there hyping him up he always tries to not it's hard to not be LeBron James but like he tries to kind of blend in to an extent sometimes with like the crowd yeah, and the kids games. Sure do. <laughs> Other times he is right there on the bench, like hyping up and going crazy on the sidelines. So it's kind of like, all right, but overall he, yes, he's a knucklehead, but he's like a goofy knucklehead dad when he's Take not the money on the basketball court, just dominating. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I get it. Take the money and run. If it's getting offered to you, why not take it? I do want, I do wish there was a part of me that was like if you want to potentially chase six rings and be in that majestic group of guys that have made it to there you need money to get players you've made your money there is that argument to be made I'm not going to make it today take your money you're going to be 38 I could see him playing for maybe two more years after this extension ends but we'll see if the Lakers don't want to sign him, which I don't know if they would or not, maybe he retires or he goes back to Cleveland for a year or two, but I can't see him not. He'll play if he has a shot to compete. He will not play. I think he will retire if it is clear there is no chance wherever he goes that he could win a championship. 
Because I don't think he wants to end his career like Michael's end it with the Wizards, where it was just sad. Yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. No sad. No sad for LeBron. No sad for LeBron. Um, Paul, you talked about racing for about half a second, which is more than we normally do. One other thing we don't talk about that much is the NHL, and it's the last thing we're going to talk about. We could talk about the match three recap, but honestly, did you watch it? I did not. So, yeah. And our prediction was completely wrong. We thought Steph and Peyton were going to win, and they as, got as did everybody else. They got their asses handed to them. Yeah. Charles Barkley apparently learned how to swing a golf club. Is what I got from right. that. Took his first swing, and everyone went, "Uh oh." Yeah, it was shocking. So the last thing we'll talk about is the NHL. Basically, all we're going to say is the owners and the league mm-hmm. want to open up the CBA that was signed in July with a four-year extension to discuss restructuring the financials with players because there are thoughts out there that if this season is played without fans and how it's all set up, owners would be looking at $150 million loss per team to have the season go. Now, mind you, at least like 15 or 16 of the owners are billionaires. So do we think they have the right to open this back up after signing it back in July to try to basically force players' hands to have the season start on time so they don't lose out on money or create a lockout situation which hurt the game back in 2012-2013. I think if they – I'll call it shenanigans, and they will get what they deserve. I think they will lose viewership. I think they will hurt the game, and I think they need to suck it up buttercup I feel bad for the owner that isn't a billionaire, but the billionaire owners need to suck it up and move on. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I don't. I think it's bull that they want to try to reopen this. I don't think they should. The NHL is trying to basically say, like, listen, we're not trying to like do anything wrong here. Like everything is trying to be good. We're trying to get the season on time and start it. Leave it as be. Figure out when you're starting this season. Leave it at that. If fans can come, they can come. If they can't. You have to make the decision either as owners. Do you basically cause the NHL to lose massive amounts of fans and cancel the season completely because you don't want to take the $150 million hit or do you suck it up, take the hit and see where it goes from there. I mean, you are a billionaire owners, $150 million is kind of like a drop in the hat. You can, you can stand to lose it. So I agree. They need to they need to suck it up. They got billions. Take a loss. By the way, take the tax loss and move on. By the way, Paul, did you just like move into a small room? <laughs> you sound far off in the distance all of a sudden. So where did you end up going, Paul? You like disappeared completely. I fallen and I can't get up. It's I, okay. Is that why you, you, you sounded in the distance because of that? it's okay well paul we both agree the nhl shouldn't be doing this owners should take the hit we'll wrap this thing up because i don't need you to fall anymore and get hurt so give your last words your last stance for the week uh you know what end it with what's your must watch for at least this week christmas movie so (laughs) there are so many you have time to go over at least two or three more a cult classic is the night they save christmas it's going to be very difficult to find 
and it is awful, but it's a must watch. All right. I will take that. I will say, you know what? I'm going to go with left field too. And I'm going to go with Ernest saves Christmas because why not? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, if you go with that terrible first week, we'll give terrible movies to go with. All right. Uh, you know what? And when everybody comes back and says they were right, they were one's a cult classic and one is bad. Yeah. I think, yeah, the night they saved Christmas, Dan, Art Carney, Santa Claus. Yeah, and Ernest Saves Christmas. They're both not ones that you would normally watch, but if you do, you're just looking for one of those types. So, all right, Paul, thanks for joining me as always. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem. And I'm assuming your last words are going to be something involving masks. Yeah, you know, everybody needs to wear a mask. Everybody needs to distance. Everybody needs to do the right thing. And um, we're going to get, you know, your super spreader event could get somebody sick that knows a football player at Ohio State. That's this true. <laughs> right? There you go. That's right. Good part of words. What is that? The seven somethings of Kevin Bacon? The, yeah. The, the six, de- uh, what is it? The six seven. dimensions of ke- the six connections. Yeah. I, it's something we won't figure it out right now because we're just going to keep saying things. <laughs> but the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's it. That's what that's, it is. So, so, you know, somehow we're all connected to Kevin Bacon. So by your super spreader event could end Kevin Bacon. There you go. There you go. We don't so, want to do that. We don't. So like Paul said, wear your mask, stay safe. Again, thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out all the other great shows at 12 Ounce Sports. You have Mike said it first, Captain Lou's Extravaganza, The Burn with Mitch, The Las Vegas Squares. I'm just trying to remember all the ones off the top of my head. The World Hockey Report, like just tons of great shows. Check it out, 12 Ounce Sports. As always, we are now on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SportsDance underscore. All of that good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Paul, as always, it's always a pleasure. My name is Greg. This has been our stances and just ramblings on sports. Have a good one. The Sports Stance.